breakthrough is coming. Are you believing for a breakthrough today? Are you believing for God to break through in your life, in your mind, in your heart, so that he can truly break out to the world around you? I want to focus on it for a moment. 1 Samuel 17, verses 31 to 37. You got your Bibles open up there. We'll read it together. It says, of course, all of us know and have heard many, many times David fighting Goliath and the battle that ensued, but I want to take us back a few steps and look at the background before the battle actually took place. I want to look at what happened before the moment that a young man prepared his heart, prepared his faith, prepared his life for the greatest battle of his life and win. We pick up in verse 31. It says, What David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. You're inexperienced. You're not able. You're inferior. The voice that represents not just in our own mind, but the voices of others that speak over our life and what can't happen, why it won't work. But another voice rose up within David in verse 34. He says to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. I've been faithful. I've been obedient. I've been committed. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it. I struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. And when it turned on me, I seized it by its hair. I struck it and killed it. Your servant killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. Verse 37. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. I believe that the Lord, your God, who has rescued you from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, who has rescued you from shame and from guilt, from sin and from death, that all of us could stand here today and testify all the things that God has done for us. And he says, I will deliver this new giant into your hand. That you would believe and hold on to that the battle you face is a platform for breakthrough. That you will believe that what you are facing, you are going through, will be for the foundation for Jesus to break through in you. And break out within you that you would believe that the battle won't break me, but it's just going to make way for breakthrough. I believe that breakthrough is coming. I'm on the brink of breakthrough. I can sense it. I can feel it. And you know what always happens at that time that you feel that God is moving? Battles come your way. And how we view the battle is this, oh no, something's happened, now I can't do this. Now I can't go here. No, the battle can just be an opportunity for God to build something new in you and within you that you would experience. It was because of this that now I am able. 
It was because the enemy attacked me that now I'm stronger than I was before. It's now that I'm able to, as I was in my private place, when I faced the bear and the lion, but now in front of this public platform against this new giant, God will deliver him into my hands. Breakthrough is coming. It's coming. You know, here's the thing I, I know about breakthrough. Breakthrough doesn't come easy. It's painful. It's hard. I, I don't know if you've experienced this, but for me personally, I've got to push and push and work hard and work hard and stretch and stretch and stretch. But breakthrough is a spiritual term. It's a spiritual word. It's actually defined as a massive change or shift. It's defined as a sudden, dramatic, and important discovery or development. It's a step forward. It's an innovation, a revolution, an advancement, especially for us in our understanding of God. Spiritual breakthrough is where we receive a revelation of the love of Jesus, the power of God, and the purpose for which he has called us. It can, it can be where it's building up within us for years. Slowly things are changing, and in a moment, something shifts. We can experience it in our marriages. When your marriage gets to that place where it's feeling stagnant and you're working and working together. You're going counseling. You're doing everything that you can. And it's like you're seeing no progress. But it's then in a moment you look back and it just, we're like a couple of lovebirds again, you know? We're going to bed early now every night. We're, we're not staying up to watch Netflix. We're, it's like we've experienced that breakthrough. You see this breakthrough in your mindset. You know, the habit that, that just keeps pulling you back in and you're thinking to yourself, will I ever break that off my life? You see that the mindset that you have and the pattern that anytime I step out, it's like I carry that with me and it, you work so hard to, through counseling or developing and all of a sudden you have a breakthrough and you look back and say, I don't have that hammer anymore. I don't have that mindset anymore. I'm a new man. I'm a new woman. Breakthrough in families. How many of us are experiencing family time that's full of unforgiveness, bitterness, grudges, awkwardness? But through God's work and through, through prayer and through intercession, what we see, slowly something changes and all of a sudden, the space is clean. There's grace. There's mercy. We are all searching for breakthrough in one area or another. Could, could you agree to that? Without putting your hand up. Do you need breakthrough in your life? Are you believing for breakthrough? Because there's a difference between needing and believing. The world has great need. doesn't have great believers. And we as the church, if we would just choose to believe that God will provide, that he will break through, that he will set me up for the success that he has put my path towards, it's plans to prosper me and not to harm me. He's calling us to be believers that we're on the brink of something new. And for me personally, as I was preparing for this, I was thinking about, you know, there was a time in my life, in particular mid-20s, late-20s, even kind of the beginning of my 30s and those formative years and the developmental years, I, I had this great insecurity and often I was able to mask it, but this insecurity that just was with me every day, all the time, and it just 
It caused me to, to feel down. It caused me to feel insecure, not worth it. And, and it was shaping my whole life. And there was moments and times, like in a time like this, where I craved to God, will you remove this from me? God, why are you allowing this to happen? Like, what is the purpose? What I experienced, and I'm sure that you can attest to this, it was small wins over private battles over time that eventually led to breakthrough. It, it was small wins over a long period of time, but the work was done within. It was in the private. Just as David, no one saw him defeat the bear. No one saw him defeat the lion. You see, it's in our private that God does his greatest work. It's in our private that God sets within us a platform. And for me, I could stand here saying, God broke that insecurity over my life. He, he broke that hold and that chain that was over my life. And now I stand here as a new man. I want to encourage you. God's plan for you is to be completely free. To have complete freedom. If you've entered in here today with baggage and bondage, that is not his plan for you. That is not what he wants for you. He wants you to experience complete freedom and breakthrough in every area of your life. Now, does that mean that we'll be, you know, perfect people, always happy and complete and secure? No, definitely not. We do not enjoy being around those people. But I believe that God, right now in this moment, and you can sense it and you can feel it, He wants to break through in you. Are you believing for breakthrough? Are you willing to bring the vulnerability that you've been holding on to to Him? Are you willing to allow Him into the areas of your life, your relationship, your finances, your career, your future as we've been talking? Are you willing to allow Him in so that He can move in you? What area of your life right now are you believing for breakthrough? And the flip side of that is what battle are you facing? That's hindering that, it's stopping that, it's preventing that. And here's something I just want to encourage you in, something that's been encouraging me. The battle that you feel is going to break you, God can use to break through in. The very thing that you think is going to take you out and stop you from moving forward, God is going to use it to actually set you forward. The very thing that you feel like every time I come against that, that battle is defining my life. It's determining my thinking. It's, it's causing me to make decisions based on fear and not faith. That God is going to use that for why, as Brian has just said, Romans 8, 28, because he works and he turns all things together for his good. What you feel that the enemy is going to use to harm you, Genesis 50, 20, Joseph says, God intended it for my good and for your good and for the good of those who I knew he was calling me to help. What if God was wanted to use the painful and the private battle as a platform for breakthrough in you? To break out in your family. 
to show your children what a man and a woman of God really looks like. Not always on the mountaintop, but in the valley, I still worship the Lord my God. Where does he want to break through in you right now, in this place and in this moment? I'll give you some context in this story. I know so many of us know it so well, but here we have the Philistine army have come to capture Israel and bring them captive and they're on one side of the hill and the Israelites are on the other side of the hill. But what's in between is the valley of Elah. It's in the valley that we face the greatest of battles. It's when we're low. It's when we're weak. It's when we're feeling inadequate and unable and inferior. That's when the enemy attacks. You ever find yourself as a, why is it when I feel like I'm on the ground and I'm down that I get kicked the most? Why is it, as we as Irish people say, when it rains, it pours? You see, it's in that valley. It's when we're low. It's when we're at the end of ourselves that God shows his strength. It's when we haven't got any more to give. All we've got is God. And that's where he does his greatest work. That's where we experience the greatest growth. Not much grows on the mountaintop. It's in the valley where the growth comes from. And right now you feel in the valley. You may feel like you've got, you are surrounded by so much that's going on around you. But what if in the valley is exactly where God has you? What if it's in the valley that God wants to break through in you. And we see in this place is the Philistines. They send, of course, all of us know, the giant Goliath, nine foot nine, walks into this valley, into this place before the Israelites, and he taunts them and he humiliates them and says, for 40 days, day and night, he does this, and he, he challenges them to send one of their greatest fighters to come. And the deal is this. If Goliath wins, the Israelites become the slaves of the Philistines. And if one of the champions comes and defeats Goliath, of course, the Israelites become slaves. And we see this character then of Saul. Saul is supposed to be the one who comes forward. He's the strong one. He's the king. He's the appointed one. He's the one that everyone looks towards. But what we read in verse 24, it says that they all fled from him in great fear. Saul was overcome with fear. Their leader the one that they had looked towards was taken out. We Here we see that the, it was the words of the enemy that caused fear in the people. He didn't even have to wield the sword. All he used was his voice. That's how the enemy operates in our lives and in our minds. He speaks over us. He humiliates. He taunts. You are inferior. You are worthless. You'll never make it. You'll never do anything. He reminds us of the sin, of the shame, of the guilt to keep us held back within the valley and never breaking out. We see it's the words of the enemy that causes fear in us, but it's the words of our God that causes faith to rise. He says, you are my son. You are my daughter with whom I am well pleased. I have chosen you. I have called you. 
I've given you a plan, a purpose. I've set before you the paths of righteousness to walk upon with grace and mercy. And you may feel like this battle is going to take you out. You may feel like this giant is too large, but I am the one who fights for you. He is the warrior in whom we look towards, in whom we stand beside, in whom we are equipped by, empowered by. You see, David, he comes to Saul in this place as he has just heard as the youngest of eight sons. He's heard the same enemy who uses this intimidation. He uses the words of fear. It's an enemy that we see time and time again throughout Scripture. And Peter described him like this in 1 Peter 5, 8, that he prowls around like a roaring lion. He uses his roar to intimidate us. But here's the truth about the intimidator. He is like a roaring lion. He is an imposter. Jesus is the lion. Jesus is the true lion of the tribes of Judah. And when he roars... It says, all authority under heaven and earth will bow under his name. All will confess him as the Lord is God. All every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. When he roars, the enemy shakes. And David, he knows this and he comes and he's standing there with his brothers and bringing the packed lunches as Father Jesse has sent him. And the youngest of eight sons and one of the Jewish names that's used for David is the runt of the litter. He's the weak one, the feeble one that is left with the sheep. And this young man, in the exterior at least, looks quite vulnerable and feeble. And he comes and he hears Goliath taunting his people, taunting his nation. And he says to his brothers and to those around him, he's like, do you hear this guy? He says these very words, we are the army of the Lord And he is taunting us. Do you not know of the God that we serve? And here we stand before him and allow him to intimidate us. And Saul, of course, hears about this. And he brings David to him. And thinking he's going to give this young boy a whooping. He's going to punish him. He's going to lambaste him. He's going to put him back. And it says in verse 32, this young man that speaks up with confidence the same We may be old in our skin, but we can be young in our heart and have that warrior's heart to speak up with a confidence and a braveness and a boldness. He says this, let no one lose heart. Don't give up. Don't worry. You know, in this time that we've gone through, as Brian rightly said, it's our voice that gets shut off. And unfortunately, then we have those within the church, the Christians, that think they should use their voice to condemn, to point the finger. If it wasn't for this, if it wasn't for that. But what David comes is he uses his voice to bring encouragement, to bring hope, to build up the army of the Lord, to remind them of the God that they serve. The Amplified Translation says, Let no man's heart fail on account of this Philistine, your servant." We'll go and fight him. David had fight in his faith. The army saw opposition, but David saw an opportunity. 
The army saw what was before them and what they were facing. And David saw the God in which they served. He saw an opportunity for God to show his power. What you're looking for determines what you see. When you look at your life right now, what do you see? Do you see opposition? Do you see defeat? Do you see battle after battle after battle? Or do you see an opportunity for the Lord to reveal his power and his glory? Do you see an opportunity where on the outside it may look like defeat, but on the inside God is victorious? He's building a foundation within you. He's building a platform within you because the army, they saw opposition. David saw an opportunity for great victory for him to show the glory of God, not the glory of David, but the glory of God. And I want to encourage us. As the army, they were focused on the giant. But David was focused on his God. I want to encourage us. Let's not focus on the battle. Let's focus on the Lord of the battle. Let's not focus on the opposition and the enemy and give so much voice and platform to the enemy. But let's focus on the Lord. In fact, it says that the enemy is dead. He is defeated. He is gone. He is finished. I invite the worship team back up. I'm going to take this opportunity to truly believe. Do you believe the breakthrough is coming? Are you believing for breakthrough? We just read what David says to Saul. He says, your servant has been committed. When I faced with opposition with an enemy in my privacy, when no one was looking. The paw of the lion and the paw of the bear. I seized it. I killed it. I overcame it. Verse 34. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear. Here's the important word. Will. Will. Rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. God wins the battle before we even take a step. He will. He will even before even before I've come to the place where I step out, He's already done it. He will rescue me. It's easy to testify what God has done when it's finished. It's a whole other thing to praise God before it's even begun. I, I believe for breakthrough. I have faith. I don't see it. I'm not experiencing it. All I experience is opposition, the voice of the enemy, the giants that before me, but I believe that the Lord will rescue this new giant. He'll rescue me from this new giant. He will deliver it into my hand. He had a confidence. The Lord has brought me through already. He led me through the valley of the shadow of death. He brought hope into my heart. He healed my brokenness. He made me whole again. He saved me. He chose me. He delivered me. What 
is the testimony that you have right now in this moment? Don't just focus on what's before you. Focus on what God has done already. May it give you a greater faith for what he will do. Have a confidence and a faith not in your ability, not in your strength, not in your prowess, not even in your experiences, but in God's ability to break through in you.